Welcome to Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast, Episode 14. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, a private pilot sharing my tips and tricks to make the skies a safer place. In today's episode, as it is National Women's Month, I will be discussing famous female aviators and their impact on the current aviation community. Stay tuned for all this and more and Squawk 5353. As I mentioned in the previous episode about African-American aviators, aviation is a relatively new topic, with its history being just over 100 years old. The first important female aviator is Baroness Raymond de La Roque. Although she may have disappointed her parents by not going into the family business of plumbing, this Parisian woman was the first woman to get her pilot's license in the year 1910. Just after receiving her pilot's license in 1910, De La Roque's aircraft crashed at an air show in Reims, France. She was injured and put on the sidelines for flying for two years. She returned to the skies in 1912, but unfortunately at this time she was involved in a car crash which claimed the life of her mentor. Following World War I, she once again took up her passion for aviation. In 1919, while attempting to become the first professional female test pilot, De La Roque's experimental aircraft crashed during an approach to an airfield in the seaside village of Le Crotoy. De La Roque, at age 36, and her co-pilot were both killed on impact. De La Roque's perseverance helped her overcome the misogyny in the world during the early 20th century and became a pilot. She didn't let the patriarchal society of France and of the world stop her from realizing her dream in aviation. One of the most well-known female aviators is Amelia Earhart. In May of 1932, she was the first woman to fly over the Atlantic Ocean and only the second person in history. On her attempt to circumnavigate the globe, she disappeared in 1937 at the age of 39. Although she is most well-known for her transatlantic flight, Earhart was also the first woman to fly solo, non-stop across the United States from Los Angeles to Newark. Earhart also was the first pilot in general, both male and female, to fly solo from Hawaii to the United States mainland in 1935. Additionally, she was the first person to fly solo between Los Angeles and Mexico City, and between Mexico City and Newark. While she is most often recognized for her accomplishments as a pilot, Earhart also served as editor of Cosmopolitan magazine from 1928 to 1930. She also was an accomplished seamstress and had her own line at Macy's. Earhart began her flight training in 1921 and flew with a female flight instructor, Nita Snook. To help pay for those lessons, Earhart worked as a filing clerk at the Los Angeles Telephone Company. Later that same year, she would go on to purchase her first aircraft, which she nicknamed the Canary. By the end of that year, she had earned her National Aeronautics Association's license, which is the modern-day equivalent of the private pilot certificate. As well as her work with the airplane, she also constantly worked to promote opportunities for women in aviation. In 1929, after placing third in the All-Women's Air Derby, the first transcontinental air race for women, Earhart helped to form the 99s, an international organization for the advancement of female pilots. Her legacy continues today as she continues to encourage young female pilots to go out and not be held back by their male counterparts. Nicknamed the Speed Queen, Jacqueline Cochran 
was a female pilot who held more distance, altitude, and speed records than any other pilot, both male and female, at the time of her death in 1980. Her list of accomplishments is a lengthy one. She was the only woman to compete in the 1937 Bendix race. She would then go on to win the race the following year. She was the first woman to fly a bomber across the Atlantic Ocean, the first female pilot to break the sound barrier in 1953, the first woman to land and take off from an aircraft carrier, the first female president of the Federation Aeronautique Internationale, and the first pilot to fly over 20,000 feet without an oxygen mask. She ran a Marilyn Monroe-endorsed cosmetics company, which was titled Wings, and the first female pilot to run for Congress. Ultimately, she would lose this 1956 election to the country's first Asian-American congressman. After only three weeks of instruction, she went on to gain her pilot's license. She used her position as a pilot to recruit and train women to fly non-combat aircraft in World War II. She would go on to be inducted into the International Aerospace Hall of Fame in 1965 and the United States Aviation Hall of Fame in 1971. Her continued work proved to show that she could be just as successful, if not more successful, than her male counterparts. Up next, we have Bessie Coleman. I've talked about Bessie Coleman in another episode about African-American aviators. In June of 1921, Bessie Coleman became the first African-American and Native American woman to earn a pilot's license. She moved to France, where she would not be held back by her gender or her race to get her pilot's license. If you want to find out more information about her, go check out episode 9 of this podcast, which looks exclusively at African-American aviators. Following in the footsteps of Coleman, Willa Brown was the first African-American woman to earn both a pilot's license in 1938 and a commercial pilot's license in 1939. Formerly a schoolteacher and social worker with a degree in education from Indiana State University, Brown went on to establish the Coffee School of Aeronautics at Chicago's Harlem Airport. She worked at the school with her husband turned flight instructor Cornelius Coffey. This institution would later become the first government-approved aviation training school for African Americans. Brown worked tirelessly to fight for racial equality both on the ground and in the sky. She became the first black female to be a member of the Civil Air Patrol. And later, the Coffee School with the United States Army's stamp of approval, began to send pupils to pilot training program at Tuskegee Army Airfield. Up next, we have Geraldine, or Jerry, Mock, who became the first woman to fly solo around the world in 1964. She earned the nickname The Flying Housewife and the FAA Award from President Lyndon B. Johnson. She also was one of the first women to study aeronautical engineering at Ohio State University. Out of the 53,000 members of the Airline Pilots Association, only a mere 5% are female. And of that, only about 450 women worldwide serve as airline captains. Less than 40 years ago, Emily Howell Warner became the first female to command a major American passenger flight when Frontier Airlines made the bold move of placing her in the captain seat of a de Havilland Twin Otter. When Frontier eventually did hire Warner as a pilot in 1973, she had all but given up hope. Having watched many of her male students from the Clinton Aviation Academy graduate and easily secure jobs with commercial airlines, after earning her captain's wings from Frontier, she went on to fly a Boeing 737 for the United States Postal Service 
and later became an examiner for the FAA. She became the first female member of the Airline Pilots Association in 1974 and was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame in 2001. Her Frontiers Pilots uniform is proudly on display at the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. As we get into more and more modern history, the stories of these amazing female aviators get shorter and shorter because their story is not done being told yet. Beverly Bass was American Airlines' first female captain. She became American Airlines' first female captain in 1986 and led the airline's first ever all-female flight crew of a Boeing 727 jetliner. On September 11, 2001, Bass's plane was diverted to Gander, Newfoundland, along with 37 other flights when the FAA closed United States airspace. In the Broadway musical Come From Away, about the small town of Gander taking in thousands of stranded passengers, Bass is portrayed by actress Jen Coella. There is an entire song dedicated to the chronicles of Bass and her career as a groundbreaking female pilot titled Me in the Sky. She started her aviation career flying a bonanza for a mortician. She later would then go to work in the private sector and eventually she would work her way up to become an American Airlines captain. Jeannie Leovitt became the first female fighter pilot in the United States Air Force in 1993. She earned her master's degree in aeronautics and astronautics from Stanford University before she joined the Air Force in 1992. She became the first female fighter pilot in the United States Air Force in 1993 and the first female fighter wing commander in 2012. Matisse Wright was the first African-American woman to be a flight officer in the United States Navy. She first became a flight officer in 1989. After eight years of service, she became a White House Fellow in the Treasury Department and earned an MBA from John Hopkins. President Obama appointed her to the United States Naval Academy Board of Visitors in 2016. Jennifer Murray was the first woman to fly solo around the world in a helicopter. In 1997, Jennifer Murray flew around the world in a helicopter in 97 days, becoming the first woman to achieve that feat. She did it again flying solo in 2000 and became the first woman to fly a helicopter to the South Pole in 2003. Harriet Quimby was the first female to earn a pilot's license in the United States in 1911. Jean Batten was the first pilot to fly solo from England to New Zealand in 1936. Adrienne Boland was the first woman to fly over the Andes Mountains. Helen Dutrieu was the first aviatrix and the first woman to pilot a seaplane in 1912. Amy Johnson was the first woman to fly solo from England to Australia in 1930. Opal Kunz was the first president of the 99s, the International Organization of Women Pilots, in 1929. Nancy Harkness Love was the commander of the Women's Auxiliary Ferrying Squadron in 1942 during World War II. Jeanette Picard was the first licensed female balloon pilot in the United States and the first American woman to enter the stratosphere in 1934. Valentina Tereshkova was the first woman to fly in space in 1963. This long list of women's accomplishments is only the tip of the iceberg when it comes to all the accomplishments pleaded by female aviators. These female aviators, motivated by their passion for the skies, could often overcome any trial that was set before them. Women took control of their own aviation journey before women were given the right to vote in the year 1919. That being said, there is still a long way to go for women to gain equality in the skies. As I mentioned before, of all the airline captains in the world, only about 450 of them are women. 
This male-dominated field, however, is becoming more and more populated with women. All of my flight instructors, both past and present, have all been women, working their way towards becoming airline captains. I am incredibly grateful for the insight that they have shared with me about being a woman in the aviation industry. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, the private pilot podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to check out episode 9 about African American aviators and last week's episode about aeromedical factors. If you have any questions about the show, please feel free to email me. My email can be found in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to all the resources used in today's video, as well as a link to my Patreon. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a way for you to financially support the show. This show takes a lot of time each week to write, record, and produce. It would mean the world to me if you went over to my Patreon and were able to financially support this show. Make sure to share this episode with a friend or anyone who you think might enjoy it. Again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, and let's make the skies a safer place. <laughs>